Welcome to the Naked and Wandering podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Ruddick. This podcast is all about showing up exactly as you are in the world, with nothing to hide, bearing it all, and figuring it out as we go along. I will be sharing with you my successes, trials, triumphs, and tribulations, and everything I'm learning as I journey through life as a successful international yoga teacher, entrepreneur, social media influencer, yoga school owner, and world traveler. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Today, I'm with another awesome guest, and we're actually recording this via Zoom. It's my first time doing this, so I hope it turns out okay. Uh, I'm here with my friend Misty Moss, aka Molly Ashley. She is a photographer, a burlesque artist, a circus performer, and a stripper. Can I say that? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. (laughs) Um, And we met about two years ago when I was with the Momentum Collective in Nicaragua. They invited me to do like a travel blog, social media gig for them and do some speaking work there and teach yoga. It was kind of a lot, actually, (laughs) a lot of things. Uh, And Misty and I met there and we really connected. I just thought she was amazing. And I thought all of you should meet her. And then we reconnected again in Nicaragua again a year later at a party thrown by the Momentum Collective, which was amazing. And I know some of you who follow me on Instagram have been watching the hooping stuff that I've been doing, and it's 100 million percent inspired by Misty because she was the first person who was like a real-life person I ever saw doing aerial hoop or Lyra. Before that, I always thought just like only Cirque du Soleil people can do it. Turns out everyone can do it. Heck yeah. So Misty is here. I'm so excited to have you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here too. Is there anything else you want to say in terms of introducing yourself? I think you basically covered it. Yeah. Okay. So I have a bunch of questions for you. Okay. My first question is, how did you get into burlesque? How does a person get into burlesque? Oh my gosh. Um, There's so many ways to get into burlesque. It's really kind of like a choose your own adventure kind of art style. Um, I got into it because a friend of mine was like, you would be really good at this. And I was like, I've never seen burlesque before. Um, so I just signed up for a class. Like I just Googled burlesque Victoria, which is where I live. Um, and I found a teacher named Rosie Bits, who is sensational. She's my burlesque mom, my second mom now. I love her. Um, yeah, I just signed up for her class and I was actually like, the universe really conspired to make it happen because her classes had started like a week before I emailed her. So I kind of just like jumped in right away. I didn't have time to like think about it or say no or be nervous. I was just like, all right, we're doing this and here we go. And then, yeah, that was about it. And how long, how long ago was that? Five years ago now. Oh, wow. You've really improved a lot in five years. I mean, I never saw your baseline, but you're great. Oh, thanks. So how did you go from taking a burlesque class to now becoming a burlesque performer? Uh, you do like a class, uh, the class is like eight weeks. And at the end you like create a number and then you perform the number, um, live at a theater. Uh, so Rosie kind of like structures her classes and a lot of, um, burlesque teachers and class or schools do that as well, where you will do like a program of like X amount of weeks. So then at the end you perform to a big audience and it's kind of like your big debut. That's so cool. Yeah. And so is that when you chose the name Misty Moss as your alter, as your alter ego? It is. Yeah. So we choose it in the class. It's like part of our like, um, homework. We have to like go home and like decide which name suits us. Um, Misty Moss is actually a pencil crown color from Crayola. 
And I really wanted the name Misty. And then I was just like looking up like colors to get inspiration. Um, and I found Misty Moss and it was just so like fitting to my lifestyle and the things that I liked that I was like, well, that's done. There it is. That's so cool. I thought Misty Moss was because you live in Victoria where there's like beautiful moss and it's kind of like Misty Mornings. Yeah. Um, and then also your photography the kind of like is this sort of deep, dark, sultry, mossy kind of mm-hmm. notes. Yeah. Well, when I saw that name, I knew that it would, like, it just fit me so well. I was like, I love hiking. I love BC so much. I love just like, I don't know, the West Coast. And it really just kind of played into that. What would my burlesque name be? Oh my God. What do you want it to be? I've what do you think it would be? The first thing that came to my mind was like sassy bits, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Rosie's like, full name is Rosie Bits, which is. Like, I know. Maybe that's why bits came into my head. Maybe. But when I think of sassy bits, I think of like, <laughs> like a horse race, like, here comes sassy bits. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get out of hand fast. Okay. Now, next question. How does one go from burlesque, or I don't know if you were doing this before, to stripping? Because you do stripping, and what is so cool about you is that when I think about strippers, I often think of, you know the song, like, City High from back in the day? What would you do if someone's at home crying alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry and the only way to... No? Do you know that song? I don't know. It's like, (laughs) it's actually about prostitution and it's a super sad song about like the ghetto and, but Mm. when you think about strippers, you kind of think about, um, women in like dire straits, maybe like a single mom had a rough Mm -hmm. life and, you know, just trying anything to make it work. Mm -hmm. But when I see you strip, it's like distinctly different. You're very classy. I'm not to say that other strippers are not classy, but you're very classy and very empowered. And I think of you as like a high end stripper, like you strip for fun and for the empowerment of it and not for the, the money exchange of it from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. oh man this is such a big question also i've never really like come out officially as a stripper before so (laughs) no this is great i need it to happen eventually i love it Um, wait your mom doesn't know no not yet sorry this is great (laughs) no this will be perfect um no 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 no, no, i love it uh that's such a big question i think like that's a really big misconception with like strippers and sex workers is that a lot of people do it because they have to out of necessity Mm -hmm. and that's just not true a lot of people do stripping and sex work because it really calls to them and they love it. Um, and because it really suits their lifestyle and whatever works best for them. Um, I find it just so empowering and so liberating to just stand in my own power and be like, this is my body. Um, you're welcome to share it with me and enjoy it for this time together. Um, I find it one of the most like freeing experiences ever. And how long ago did you start stripping? Two years ago. Oh, it's fairly recent. Yeah, it's pretty recent. And it's not like full-time. Um, I just do it in the summer. I work with a company that does mostly bachelor parties, so I don't work the circuit. I'm not like a full-time no, I'm not um, gonna see you at a club girl. Yeah. No, you're not going to see me at a club. I do, like, I am very curious about that lifestyle, but it is very different. Like, the hustle is so real, and those girls work so hard. Like, I have so much respect for people that do the circuit. It is exhausting. Yeah, I mean, there's also something really interesting about you when you perform, it's like, you know how to turn it on. And I think that's something a lot of women want to know. Like when you are performing, it's so clear that you're not just doing it to please the audience. You're doing it Mm -hmm. to please yourself and you love it. 
and mm-hmm. you're so empowered and so sexy, but it's also like, don't fuck with this bitch. And like, <laughs> even when you're stripping out, like, I wouldn't even touch you. I'm like, yeah, she's, this is for looking only. It's not for the time. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think that's what it has to be really, especially with burlesque. It needs to come from inside you um, and then just radiate outwards. Um, yeah. When you're, when I'm performing anyways, it's like exactly like flipping on a switch. I like to call it like my sexy demon takes over my body and possesses me because it is like an entirely different entity. Like I'm rarely that person unless I'm on stage. So how do, how do we all tap into that woman inside of us? <laughs> uh, you just start with like little small choices and little small acts of confidence towards yourself. Um, like maybe starting by performing to yourself in the mirror at home and just like choosing to embody whoever you want to embody. Um, I find like making a persona of who you want to be, like your ideal self, your highest self, like whatever you want to be seen as. And then you like write that down and then you just step into that character and then pretend to be that. And then with time, it becomes easier to just like step into that as you practice it more and more. And so do you feel like a character when you're like stripping or when you're doing burlesque shows, or do you feel like just another version of yourself? I just feel like another version of myself. Like it's just like a super magnified idea of this part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually kind of think burlesque is like clowning in that aspect. And you're just like magnifying this small part of who you are and just like putting that out into the world in this huge, like big way. That's amazing. Cause I, I think that's something that a lot of women are looking to tap into is like, how do we tap into our sexiness? How do we turn it on when we want to mm-hmm. and not when we don't want to, but mm-hmm. also how do we turn it on when we want to? Mm-hmm. it's hard like I don't feel sexy right now in quarantine like I don't think it's something you can just like turn on whenever you want like you definitely need to have a source of like inspiration um so yeah what I do is usually like I'll write down what makes me feel inspired and then when I think of those things or I go do those things then I find it easier to be sexy once I'm feeling inspired how do you feel about being sexy for other people? Like for example, in a relationship. Oh my God. It's so nerve wracking. <laughs> really? I like, I've tried to, well, I have stripped for my partner a couple of times and like given him lap dances and stuff, but I find I get so nervous. I find it so much easier to just like be on a stage for strangers and be like, these are my titties. than like be with a person I love and be like, these are my titties. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Cause I, I would think like dating you is like a fantasy. <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm like a gross needy monster. I'm like, cuddle me, feed me. <laughs> that's not gross. That's just you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I want to talk more about dating in a moment, but we'll get there. Sorry. There's something in my eye that I'm rubbing. <laughs> get it. Um, we'll get there in a moment. Uh, but my next question is, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so curious. What was it? We're going to edit this. <laughs> no. like, it's just so interesting to get to know like the other side of you, because when I met you, I met you like as a performer and I met you in a professional mm-hmm. setting. We were both there for work. And mm-hmm. the cool thing was both of us kind of had like our work faces on. And then we sort of had some chats and suddenly it was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, so Moving, moving to a different line of your work, I want to talk about your photography work. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I found most fascinating about you, and before I found out about your burlesque and dancing, I 
and Lyra and Hoop, I met you as a photographer because when I met you at Momentum Collective, you were the official photographer. And then you said you were a burlesque photographer. So then I immediately stalked you on Instagram and I was like, this girl is awesome. So yeah. Why burlesque photography as your niche? Like how come not weddings? How come not babies? Um, boudoir photography? Yes. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. I do weddings as well. Just like on the side, it's like my side hustle. Um, I did burlesque first and burlesque led me to boudoir photography because I saw these women and men and other gender, um, alignments getting on stage and just like fully embodying themselves and just like standing in their power and just like, this is my body. This is who I am. I'm celebrating it. And this is it. And hell yeah. Applaud me. And it was so powerful. I was like, how do I help other people, non-naked glittery folks feel this way in their lives? Um, and I realized I could do that by taking photos of people and helping them feel like that, showing them how to celebrate themselves. Were you already a photographer before you started doing boudoir photography work? Um, I've been a photographer for like ever. Like my dad got me a camera when I was 10. So I've always had a camera on my hip. Yeah. Like old, like Pentax K1000 little film camera that would take everywhere with me. So it's just always been a part of my life. I've always been taking photos, especially of people. Like I've always done portraits mostly. And then you just slowly made your way into full-time like boudoir photography. Yeah. I don't even remember really how it happened. It was just one of those things that was like kind of gradual. Like I was just taking photos of performer friends and then like here and there, like some muggle friends and like started charging for it. Like I think when I started, I would ask muggle for like <laughs> I love how you call like, muggles. Yeah. <laughs> muggles are good, great. <laughs> we called non-glitter folk muggles. So I just okay. slipped out of my mouth. Oh no, now you know. <laughs> um but yeah, I think like when I started I was charging like a hundred bucks, which is like now I look back at it and I'm like, oh my god. But yeah, that's how it all started. Wow. That's pretty amazing. And I've had the opportunity to do kind of a boudoir photo shoot with you, but mm-hmm. kind of not. It was sort of like a hybrid for both of us. Mm-hmm. I love that shoot. I, I still so... look at those photos and I'm like, damn. It was really interesting because I'm used to photographing myself naked. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love nude photography of myself and you're used to doing nude photography. But the funny thing is you're all about kind of the sass, the show, the pose. And I'm like, look, this is me in the natural environment. See how I've been. Mm-hmm. Look at this yoga pose. And it was a really cool collaboration because you really brought me out of my comfort zone in terms of like laying myself nude across rocks and posing and kind of trying to sex it up, which I'm not used to. <laughs> and I think I brought you out of your comfort zone when I was like, um, no, can we do this more like serene pose, please? <laughs> I loved it. I don't think I like just shoot the sexy and like only posing, but I definitely try to like, I see a lot of art in bodies. So what I try to do is like more like bodyscapes and like kind of making these bodies look like shape. But. Yeah. I mean, you had me like laying over these rocks, like draped, draping my mm-hmm. body in a way that I'd never done before and couldn't I love them how it would look. And those are some of my favorite photos. It was such a cool shoot. So just to share with all of you. So I was with Momentum Collective for a week in Nicaragua. And we were, oh my God, was it only a week? It's only a week, but think about the camp situation, like yoga teacher trainings, like Momentum Collective, you just spend 24 yeah. seven together and you, mm-hmm. you get close pretty fast. And so 
there was a private beach there and it was the morning before I left. And the reason why I'm mentioning that we were at a private resort with a private beach is that to be honest, for those of you listening, it's really not appropriate for you to get naked in a public place in Nicaragua and start photographing yourself. Mm -mm. And that is a point that I want to mention in terms of all of my photos. Like I don't want to be a sex offender, right? I'm not, when you see me nude in public, I know I can, I'm allowed to be there. I know that I'm doing it in an appropriate way. I know that there's nobody else around. Um, I'm not just like zipping my clothes off on any beach at sunset in the middle mm-hmm. of Nicaragua in a country where that would be really inappropriate. So mm-hmm. that. But um, it was the morning before I left. Thanks. It was the morning before <laughs> I left. And it was uh, kind of the only time we had to connect. And I think it was like 5 a.m. or something. Oh my God, it was so early. I remember waking up and being like, why are we doing this? I know. Same. <laughs> Um, but then it was worth it. (laughs) Worth it. Mm -hmm. So I remember during that shoot, you said to me like, huh, I didn't think I'd ever meet someone who's as comfortable as me naked in their body, but I think you like being naked even more than I do. Or something (laughs) like that. Or something like that. In fact, like, I don't think I'd ever meet a woman who who loved being naked as much as me or more. Um, and so this is something I want to discuss because you and I both love being in the nude. And we both have found a lot of love for our physical bodies through our art. I think for me, I can, I mean, maybe, maybe you're the same, but I know for me, like I really found love for my body when I started photographing myself nude. Like that was a huge part of my path to Mm self-love. Mine is like almost the opposite. Like, yeah, that's a part of how I found my path to self-love, but actually sometimes I really don't like being naked. And I really like, that's how I got comfortable with it was just by doing it and like photographing myself naked all the time. Cause it was like, I don't like this thing about my body. I'm going to take a photo of it. And then I'm going to point out the things about it that are awesome. And then that's like how I started to reprogram my brain into accepting my body and accepting just like how it is exactly. Oh yeah. No, me too. Exactly that. Like, obviously there's parts of my body that are not my favorite, mm-hmm. but like we all have our insecurities but that was part of it is photographing myself and not allowing myself to Photoshop or to retouch, mm-hmm. and then seeing myself for the nude woman who was there, like literally unveiled, you know, mm-hmm. and say like, Oh, I am really beautiful. And, and like you said, reprogram your mind. When you see these photos of yourself, it's, it's pretty empowering. And I've mm-hmm. had the opportunity. And so have you to take photographs of other women, dude, who aren't used to it. And then they see these photos and they're like, Whoa, I look oh, like that. It's so beautiful. I love that moment. Just that, like, watching them light up, and they're like, wow, I'm a goddess. You're like, yeah, that's all I've been yeah. trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's such a cool reaction. And so how, like, I think, yeah, how how can we help other women to feel as comfortable in their own skin as you or I and as comfortable in mm-hmm. the nude? I mean, a lot of women don't even want to look at themselves in the mirror when they're not mm-hmm. dressed. I think it's just talking about it and showing people more and more, like, the power it has to change your life. Um, and also talking about like the negative parts and the hard parts about this journey. Like some days I just don't feel good about my skin and like my body and how it looks. Um, and also, yeah, just sharing that part so that they know that it's normal to have ups and downs in your self-love journey. It's not always just like, look at my awesome butt. I feel great. I'm so hot. Like it's a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Totally. I mean, you might be surprised to hear that sometimes I get even down on my awesome butt. (laughs) <laughs> and your butt is awesome. It is awesome, but I, I can't turn the cellulite on on the thighs just below. Oh yeah, it happens. You know, it happens, and it's I, it's like that's my trouble area, quote unquote. Mm. Like, I can't really can't really exercise that away, and it's just okay. Well, I've got to learn to love it because it's not going anywhere. 
Yeah, it's there. It's part of you. It's part of this love machine. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so a lot of women won't feel comfortable photographing themselves nude. And yeah, I guess that's like, what else can we do as women to feel better in our skin? I mean, and I think also we have to make the, the distinction that like naked is not sex Mm -hmm. and that nudity is not sluttiness. And that's a really hard distinction because a lot of women I think are afraid that like, if they start looking at themselves naked and feeling good naked, then they're slutty Mm -hmm. or they're bad. Mm -hmm. Also being slutty is not a bad thing. Whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) You get one life. Um, yeah. Like I think that as a society, we raise women to like fit into these little boxes and there's so many things that are like, Oh, I don't want to be this. And I don't want to be that because that's bad. Like you don't want to love yourself or feel good about yourself because then you're going to be vain and being vain isn't good. Um, but there's like vanity is a construct. I think like just reconstruct it in your head to be like, I'm not vain. I'm just full of love for myself, which is never a bad thing. It's just going to give you more empowerment in other facets of your life. Yeah. Totally. I've been working on this with uh, my neighbor actually, where we just give each other compliments and don't be I like, no, like, yeah. oh, your eyes look beautiful. So do yours. Or like, mm. I love your smile. No, my tooth, my tooth is crooked. Like mm-hmm. Ed, we practice giving each other compliments and just saying, thank you. I love that. That's such a strong practice. Yeah. Just accepting. Except, yeah. Like, Misty, your skin looks so beautiful today. You're glowing. Thank you. You're welcome. And then My also instant, not like, fishing and not yeah. expecting someone to say a compliment back mm-hmm. is a big part of it too. And that was a really fun practice. So sometimes I just call him and I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know, I think you're really kind. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> and then sometimes he forgets and I'm like, ah, and he'll be like, thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. but but like, it's, it's a good practice. And yeah, like that's something, oh, sorry, I'm shifting here. That's something to really hunker down that like we are allowed to feel sexy it's a really good point you're allowed to feel beautiful and you know you're allowed to act slutty as long as you're doing so with self-respect and doing so Mm -hmm. in a conscious way Mm -hmm. as long as it comes from a place where you know that that's what you want to be doing and that empowers you yeah conscious sluttiness (laughs) that should be like a t-shirt Practice I actually have um, a thing in my notebook called sacred sluttiness. I should break it out sometime and like send it a photo to you. It's like a big graph of what sacred sluttiness means to me. Oh, interesting. I have to be mm-hmm. honest. I've, I've, my slutty days are, are long past. Like, oh, I've never really been a slut. I'm demisexual. So like, I rarely want to have sex with somebody that I don't know and I don't love. Um, but like, I'm all demisexual? for celebrating it. Um, it's like, step up from asexual where you only feel sexual attraction to people that you have a deep connection with mm-hmm. or that you want to have a deep connection with. So, so I don't literally the opposite of slutty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a phase where I was like, I could be a slut. And I like tried it and I was like, I hate this. This is awful. Why did I do this? Yeah. It I wasn't mean, authentic to myself and it wasn't like who I was. I definitely made some choices in my twenties that if I felt more secure, empowered, confident in mm-hmm. who I am, I probably would have chosen again. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I regret. I'm not saying I wish I didn't do that. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. these days I would choose again. But yeah, these days I, I am similar in the way that um, I would much prefer to just be intimate with someone that I care about. It's so much better mm-hmm. that way for me. Mm-hmm. But I do yeah. know women who are capable of 
sleeping with lots of guys and yeah and having no feelings about it and power to them yeah and that's where they get their happiness and their joy and that's what empowers them or maybe just a fix and that's okay too yeah wherever you need (laughs) so what is it about boudoir photography and working with women that you love so much because I remember when we were in Nicaragua at that party you were like I just want to be naked I just want to be naked with the women (laughs) If I could just be naked with babes all of the time, I would be so happy. Um, that is my idea of heaven. <laughs> just on Why? Naked. Um, because it's liberating. There's just like this big sense of like uh, joy I see when people just accept and celebrate where they are and what who they are. It's just so amazing. Um, I don't work with just women, women primarily, but I work with any gender like any person, um, because I think there's a lot to relearn and a lot that society damages in us that we need to heal from. Mm. Um, and I think holding up a mirror, either literally just a mirror or holding up that mirror through photography and through somebody else's eyes is a great way to start that healing process. Absolutely. I mean, your photographs are stunning. They're exceptional and Mm. it is really beautiful to see people in this empowering and sultry light, because I think a lot of individuals have never had that opportunity for themselves. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're really an artist in that way that you can just capture so much beauty in people. Thanks, man. Yeah. You're welcome. I mean it. Um, so do you find it hard to date given your online presence, given your craft of burlesque and stripping and nude photography how is dating for you? Do you find people misjudge you? No. Well, not that I've experienced yet. I know that's a big problem for a lot of people. A lot of my friends have been going through that. Um, it's not something I've personally experienced. Um, my current partner at the time is really lovely. He's very accepting. When I told him I was a stripper, I just like peppered it in kind of like conversationally. Kind of like. How does that come up in a conversation? Uh, we got to like prepare for it. So what I do, my approach is just like talking about it, like super casually, like it's no big thing. Cause it's not a big thing to me. Are you and like having sh- spaghetti and it's like, I'm a stripper and do you have any more Parmesan? Or <laughs> uh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I need some more sauce for my meatballs. Oh, uh, I'm a stripper. Uh, no, like, oh, they'd be telling a story. I'm like, oh, this one time when I was at a stripping gig, blah, 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 blah. You know, like we're talking and just like bantering and sharing stories about our past and stuff. And I'll be like, slip this story in when it's like <laughs> textual um, and it usually goes over pretty great because then they can't like it gives them time to be like oh okay and then I'm speaking and telling a story so then they can kind of like be computing in their own Presently. little section yeah um but yeah no, he didn't have a problem with it um the person I was dating before was pretty cool with it too um yeah I was in a long-term relationship for five years and I started burlesque um, he was okay with burlesque, but I was never a stripper while we were dating because he wasn't okay with it. So that's why when we broke up, I was like, woohoo, <laughs> I'm free. But if your current partner was to ask you to stop stripping, would you? Ooh, no. Good question, right? Okay. I don't think I would because it brings me so much joy. Mm. I love it so much. Like I love him so much too, but I think it would just be a conversation where we would have to sit down and be like, how can we do that? How can I continue to do this in a way that is okay with you? Like, what can we change? What boundaries can we set? What do you want to know? What do you not want to know that we can make this okay for you? That's really beautiful. You know, honoring that this is such a huge part of what brings you joy and has become part of the way that you express yourself and you're not willing to give up part of you 
mm-hmm. for the love of someone else. And that shows just like how much self-love you're cultivating, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's important to be like, what brings you joy and not sacrifice those big things. And have you ever had any negative experiences stripping, like any scary things? No, I'm very lucky. And like what we do is a very positive environment. Um, Bachelor parties are like, it's a party. Everybody's in a pretty good mood. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the club can be the opposite sometimes because people are usually there as like an escape. So the mindset's very different. It can be very toxic. Um, We've had just like men who were kind of like, you know, toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. But it's also a really great opportunity to teach and share with these men what consent means, how to act around women, and I like to think we leave them with like a little bit more knowledge about how to treat ladies than they had before. So how do you do that? How do these things come up? And then how do you move, move them through it? Um, at the beginning of the night, we usually like one of us stands up really cute and we're like, Hey guys, there's some ground rolls. And then it's usually like, don't touch, ask, um, keep your dick in your pants, the, the basics. Um, but then, yeah, like if a guy comes up and he like, touches us inappropriately or we he didn't ask first we usually just like tap him gently and we're like hey just so you know that's not okay you need to ask first etc etc just taking like very gentle little reminders of like nope Mm -hmm. and they usually respect it after that oh totally yeah as soon as they're called out they're like okay and then sometimes the guys like will call each other out like if one of them like touches us with like hey brad you need to ask that's really fun that's great, actually. And it, it is nice to see, you know, in that environment where you're at a bachelor party, it's it's men who are really close to each other, obviously. And so they're not afraid yeah. to hold each other accountable, I think. Totally. And you told me once that most of the time you're referred to by friends. So it's like friends of friends. Yeah, usually. Yeah, that's kind of nice. So I asked you that dating question, and I think it's kind of loaded. And it's definitely coming from something that I'm working through right now, is mm-hmm. that I struggle with dating because of my social media accounts. I sometimes feel like men have this assumption or ideas of me based on what they see. And it's part of who I am in a way I express myself, but obviously not the full picture. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm sponsored by itty bitty bikini companies. So there's a lot of photos of me in thong bikinis. And it's not like I'm only taking that photo or posting that photo because of the sponsorship, that's not it. I actually mm-hmm. like to wear these clothes and I feel great in them, mm-hmm. but it, it does sometimes, I feel like for me, create this assumption that, um, I'm promiscuous mm-hmm. and I'm struggling with that, to be honest. Like I, I want someone to feel like I'm marriage material. I'm waiting for someone to feel like I'm marriage material. And it's I said, such- I think it's also a fear for me from my personal background that, you know, if there's nude photos of me floating around the internet, people might think that I'm not a wife type, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the street and a freak in the bed is, you know, what I think a lot of men want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And for me, like, I also draw a line. I have very clear boundaries. Like I don't have nipples or vulva at all in my photos. You won't see my nipples on the internet. They're not there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I also think that part of it, speaking of toxic masculinity is my own issues because I get such negative attention on the internet through Instagram. I get like dozens yeah. of messages a day from men saying like, Oh, hot photo. Can you turn around? Or like, I wish you could sit on my face right now. Or I want to put my, this in your, mm. mm-hmm. or like, I bet this tastes amazing. Like, and block, 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 delete, block, delete. But it still makes me feel like, Oh, if I meet a guy who's seen me on Instagram, he just like wants me for my body. 
And I also mm-hmm. feel like just because you find my body arousing doesn't mean I'm trying to arouse you. Yeah, that's not the intention. It's not an invitation. It's so hard to like take that blame from yourself because that's what's happening is like culture is like, this is your fault. You like decided to be naked on the internet. So this is what's happening because of this, but that's not what's happening. No. People are being shitty because we teach them that being shitty is okay. And we teach them that women's bodies are theirs to be gross to. And that's not what, like, that's not how it is. Mm-hmm. Just to, because you're naked on the internet, this is not an invitation at all. And I think our society and our culture needs to learn that. And there are people out there who are moving forward and being more progressive and learning that a woman's body is a woman's body. Yes. And it's mine to express the way I like. And I feel very fortunate that I grew up in Canada in a liberal country where Mm -hmm. I can take off my clothes in the forest and feel safe. Mm -hmm. Like that brings me, like you said, it's, it's about the freedom more Mm -hmm. than anything. It's not about fishing for compliments or looking for other people to say like, oh, you're beautiful or oh, you're sexy. It's actually about the freedom, feeling totally liberated when you're just completely yourself in the world. And for me, stripping, literally stripping off all of the boundaries and barriers that give me a mask in the world are what make me feel most liberated. And that's Uh being nude. And in my photos, I'm alone. You can always see that I'm alone in them because it's just me. It's only me taking them. Yeah. But no, it's interesting that you haven't had those issues. That's great. I haven't really been like in the dating world too much. Like I was in a long-term relationship and then I don't know, like I just never really encountered it too much. Or like if somebody came along who had like a bad attitude, I think I like just didn't give them the time of day long enough for it to become an issue. Um, but I know it's out there. Like I hear about it all the time from my friends. Just yeah, super I mean, unfortunate. For, for me, like I don't, I don't usually give someone my Instagram until mm-hmm. it's been a little while. I'm like, okay, I think it's time that you see my Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And then usually they're okay with it at first, but then mm-hmm. slowly sometimes it gets more disheartening for them. Like, or if they show their friends and their friends are ogling me. Or mm-hmm. Which is so, yeah, it's so unfortunate. Like, I think my Instagram is a little bit more um, naked than yours. <laughs> Significantly, I would say. <laughs> uh, And usually, like, I don't know, I've just never projected it or, like, been worried about a partner responding to it negatively because I just, like, their opinion matters to me, like, how they feel matters to me, but I'm not going to stop because it brings me joy, so I'm not too worried about, like, if they don't like this, what does that mean for our relationship? Because I'm just like, fuck it, I don't care, this brings me joy. Um, But, yeah, I just, I wish it wasn't a problem in the world because it's so unfortunate that people can't just, like, celebrate what makes us free and what liberates us. But clearly it's a preconceived notion that I have to work through, right? Because if I'm insecure about it before it's even happening, then it's, it's coming from my head, not somebody else's. Yeah. Like a little bit. Yeah. Like you're definitely like projecting that worry onto them and then they're going to pick up on that and then amplify it. Like if she's worried about this, maybe it does mean something bad, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really everything I wanted to ask. Um, Do you have any other questions for me or do you have anything else you want to say? Oh my gosh. I feel like we talked about so much stuff, so much more stuff than I thought we were going to talk about. Um, I'm sorry. I just added you to your mom. No, that's great. I'm not probably going to show her this, but if she finds it, she won't be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like I'm super secretive about my life. Like my mom comes to my burlesque shows and she's super supportive of everything I do. And my dad is super supportive too. He's like, I'm proud of you. I'm not going to come to your shows, but I'm proud of you. <laughs> so I'm my sorry. parents are like, 
I'm going to pretend like you're not naked on the internet. My mom is like, I'm really proud of you and everything you do, except for those nude photos. I don't know why you do those. I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. It's not really about you. And my father, he has seen the photos of me and he'll be like, well, it's not you. I'm like, oh, actually dad, it is me. It's not you. It's not you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. When I was in women's health magazine, I like went up to my parents and when I finally found out and I was like, dad, I just want to let you know this nude photo of me was published in a magazine that mm-hmm. is now like on newsstands all over North America in every airport in every 7-Eleven gas station grocery store. Like it's everywhere. Like this huge photo of me naked. And, um, I was like, Dad, I just want to let you know that this exists. And so, uh, I showed it to him and he's like, I mean, I don't know why you're showing me this. It's not you. I'm like, it's me. And he's like, it's not, it's not you. Dad. It's, it's not. not you. I'm like, dad, it, it is me. And like, see the caption. It's just like Lauren, like in big writing, you know, like, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, not you. Like, I just like pretend it doesn't exist. La 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 la. And that's that's so cute. It is kind yeah. of cute. I mean, he's almost I, 80. Like he's 78 years old, a different generation. Yeah. My dad just turned 50. I have very young parents. You have very young parents. Yeah. They had me quite young. Wow. Yeah. But I got really lucky. Like my parents are super supportive and very loving. And whenever I'm naked on the internet, they're just like, yay, it brings you joy. It changes lives. Yay. (laughs) So I definitely like I won the parent lottery. That is great. I also think it makes a difference having parents that, you know, grew up in the Mm seventies versus parents that grew up in the forties and fifties. Yeah, totally. Again, like I know it's a big part of the generational gap. Like, Mm -hmm women just didn't do that when my father was growing up. Mm -hmm. And so that's definitely part of it. And I know that my mom, like she says she doesn't like my photos, but I also know that she wishes she lived through a time where she could have felt that liberated in her body. Cause she's expressed that before. That's so heartbreaking. I have clients who are like 65, not very many. I wish I had more, but I do have a few who come to me quite regularly Um, and that's what I hear from them is like, I wish that this was around when I was younger. Like, I wish I could have documented my body and celebrated it when I was younger. Like, I wish there was more people like you back then. I wish this was normal. So like, I'm glad it's normal now. And I'm glad that there's people out there advocating for people to celebrate themselves. Um, but I just wish that it had happened sooner as well. That is so cool though, that these women are now in their sixties, like coming to celebrate their bodies. I know. I have a gentleman also who's like 63 who came to me and he was like, I'm gonna take off my clothes and be sexy naked. And I was like, yeah, that is so cool. My mom once said to me at the beginning, when I started with the nude photos, she's like, Lauren, how are you going to feel when you're like 50 and you look back at your life and there's all these photos of you nude circling around the internet. And I'm like, I'm going to look back, mom, and think, damn, I was fine. Right? You're like, hell yeah. Yeah. But that's incredible. So what is the process? Um, somebody wants to do a boudoir photo shoot with you. How does it work? Um, they send me an email. Well, they slide into my Instagram DMs, which happens a lot. And they book a consult. We talk. I figure out what their inspiration is, what the reason for booking a shoot is. I learn more about them. Um, and then we do their shoot. But who does the hair and makeup? Cause the hair and makeup is really cool. Uh, my hair and makeup artist, Allison, who actually lives right underneath me. Oh, cool. So does that come part of the package? You get to be yeah, dolled it's up? all included. So we pamper you. And it's not because we think people need hair and makeup. 
Um, it's more about like the whole experience, being able to just like sit back, relax and have somebody like doubt on you. Because a lot of people that come to us are like people that haven't had the opportunity to celebrate themselves. I feel like they can't because maybe their moms or maybe their nurses are just like really busy. Um, so we just want to give them all the love and that we can hype them up. And do you dress them up too? No, I bring, they bring their own clothes. I have like a small client wardrobe, like accessories and stuff that they can use, especially like burlesque props and stuff. Um, but yeah, they bring their own outfits and if they have a hard time choosing, like I tell them to bring everything and then we go through it together. So I have clients who like bring suitcases of stuff and they're like, it's Christmas. And then we just like spread out their lingerie all over my house and go through it together. It's so much fun. That's so amazing. And what a cool gift to give to a woman. Like here's the gift of feeling amazing in your own skin. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's my favorite thing in the world. Watching people just like light up and realize like how amazing they are. Yes. And it really shows through your work because your, your photos just like exude beauty and softness and grace, but power and confidence. Like it's really cool. Thanks. It's all my clients, man. They just do it. They bring it. So I tell them, I'm like, they're like, wow, these photos are amazing. You're great. I'm like, no, you're great. I'm just here with the camera. Mm. It's all you. I mean, I'm a huge fan. I think it's amazing. Thanks, man. So cool. Cool that your makeup artist lives right below. That's convenient. Yeah. She didn't always like there was a spot that came available and I was like, Hey, move into my house. <laughs> so. so where can people find you? On Instagram probably is the best way to find me. Um, Misty.moss or moss.boudoir. It's where I hang out on the internet land. Come see my yeah, butt. Just <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Say it again. Come see my butt. And your titties. <laughs> oh, yeah, those two. But no nipples because nipples are evil on the internet. Well, I mean, you have more. Like, the other day you posted a photo that looked full frontal when it was in, like, the grid. I was like, oh, shit, she did it. <laughs> I thought Which one was that? It was just, like, barely. It's, like, barely squiggled out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting, like, more and more, like, I'm like, ooh. You're really pushing those boundaries. I'm like, let my nipples on the internet. They're not going to hurt anybody. Oh, and you have a Patreon account now. That's new. Yeah, I sure do. So you can see my uncensored photos because Patreon knows the nipples aren't evil. Um, and you can also learn how to take sexy selfies and feel better about yourself through photography. So you're teaching people how to do it? Hell yeah. I teach tutorials on self-portraiture. That's amazing. I love what you do. I think it's so cool. Thank you so much for being here and just being so open and honest and sharing yourself with the world unabashedly. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for it's popping really... my podcast, Cherry. Oh, my pleasure. It's, <laughs> it's really inspiring, honestly, because, again, if you think about someone that does, like, boudoir or strips or, you know, dances sexy, you wouldn't think it's someone just like you. Like, you are the girl next door. You're, like, a next-door neighbor. You're everybody's friend. You're sweet. And, and just, there's nothing intimidating about you, Misty. Like, when you sit next when I sit next to you and just like chat I'm just like oh she's just the easiest person to like hug and you're so accepting and sweet and I think a lot of us have this image in our minds that anybody who who you know takes their clothes off for cameras or performs like that must be this like manipulative vixen <laughs> the femme fatale yeah no I'm a big softy I'm a big Pillsbury doughboy you're a total softy wow. I think it's a beautiful part of you know, breaking those, those stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Thanks, man.
Oh, thank you. Thanks for being alive. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing your story. Sorry I, I outed you to your mom. Oh, that's great. <laughs> She'll probably never hear this, but if she does. All right. Well, anyway, Misty's available for hire. You should book a shoot with her, especially if you're struggling with body image. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to feel beautiful. Maybe you're a mom who's postpartum and you know, you just want to feel like yourself again. As somebody who's done a shoot with Misty, I can really advocate for how empowering and positive the experience is. And again, like you're just the sweetest ever. Thanks. And if people are just curious about taking photos for themselves of themselves, my Patreon is a really great resource for that as well. Amazing. I will link all the information in the show notes. You're the best. So are you. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Lauren. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget that every week we give away a totally free copy of my best-selling e-course, Turn Your Life Upside Down. Turn Your Life Upside Down is all about living your passions, going for your dreams, and learning how to do handstands. All you have to do is screenshot you listening to this podcast on your phone and put it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Lauren Reddick so I can see it for your entry to win Turn Your Life Upside Down. And if you liked what you heard today, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.